0: Hello, hello, everybody. So we are back, 2024, for a career and spirituality conversation. And so for those of you who don't know me, I'm Julie Pone, and I support spiritual seekers having a career experience to reconcile what they do for a living with who they are as a soul. And having this conversation is part of this uh, mission. And today to support me with it, I'm super excited to uh, talk to Doug, Doug Gordon. And Doug is a five times award, award winning coach, author, speaker, and healer. So there is gonna be a lot to talk about. And we are gonna do a little grounding before starting the conversation. And instead of me doing it, uh today doug is gonna lead us through it so even before the conversation we're gonna have a chance to have a little experience of um of doug and his work so i'm super excited about it so doug hello
1: hello 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 (laughs) hello, everybody yeah so i am going to do a quick grounding chakra meditation uh which will only be two minutes and the uh, background that I have to be able to do that, I'm a master teacher healer of five modalities of healing. So if you can get yourself into a relaxed state, sitting up straight, palms on your, on, your, on, your, on your legs, facing upwards. And I just want you to breathe into your heart with absolute love and feel the love within your heart. Take a really, really deep breath. And as you feel that love in your heart, feel appreciation and gratitude for the blood it pumps, the emotions it brings, and the life it gives. And as you breathe out, breathe that love out to all the extremities of the body, especially down to the feet, sending the energy down towards the the ground. And as you continue that breath, keep breathing in with love and then breathing out with love to all the extremities of the body that might need it. And as you continue that breath, Visualize a beautiful white and a beautiful violet light coming down from the heavens above into the top of your head, going all the way through your central nervous system, down into the center of the earth, connecting with the center of the earth. And visualize that column of light all around you, surrounding you, encapsulating you, as it comes from above and goes down and connects to below. And as you continue that breath into the heart, I want you now to consciously breathe upwards as if you're sending the intention of energy all the way up your legs and your spine up to the heavens, just to almost high five and touch the heavens. And then as you breathe out, I want you to bring that energy back down all the way through your central nervous system, down your legs, down your feet, and extend that conscious energy all the way down to the center of the earth connecting as if there's an energetic pool of water there, as if you're a tree with roots leading down to it. And as you connect with that energetic pool of energy, send your consciousness, send your energy down there. Feel that beautiful gleaming water there in the center of the earth. And then with those roots that are connected to it, I want you to suck that water all the way up from the center of the earth, all the way up those roots, all the way up your legs, your thighs, your torso, your chest, your neck, and out the top of your head and spiraling back down around you like a beautiful waterfall of electric light. And just take a few deep breaths, breathing in, pulling that energy up from that water at the center of the earth and then breathing down, sending your energy back down to get some more water from that area as well. Imagine yourself as that tree suddenly coming alive Imagine the branches stretching out, the leaves alightening with green, beautiful color, and feel alive and energized with that energetic flow of water coming from the center of the earth. And as you feel that energy, go back into your heart, send love to your heart, and send that love one more time down to the center of the earth, connecting with the center of the earth, pulling it back up to your heart and energizing your whole body in a state of connection and love. And once you feel that love, just slowly start to come back into consciousness, wiggling your toes, moving your legs, squeezing your bum, your torso, moving your arms and your fingers. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes.
0: Oh, wow. Ta-da. Hello again. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Doug. Really My I feel the, you know, like I'm someone who tends to kind of live a little bit up there, and I could feel that grounding straight at the, uh, the energy coming down at the beginning. That's awesome. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: Yeah, and this is nice to can to be guided for you know for for a change. So that's really cool. Thank you. Uh, so Doug, I'm super excited for this conversation and. um. So as you know, it's about career and spirituality, but I like to start with the spiritual aspect and I would love to know what's what's your relationship to spirituality.
1: Well, my mother was a Reiki master teacher and Sakeem master teacher and magnified mastering teacher for mm-hmm. years and years and years. And when I, I'm 49 now, but when I was in my 20s in university, I used to come over to Ireland and instead of going away to some Spanish island to uh, find myself partying I used to party in Ireland and I used to ask my mum to give me a healing and after I had the healing I have to say it was like my aura was glowing and I felt amazing and I have to say every single time I had a healing I ended up as a single man getting lucky by the end of the night (laughs) so I suddenly realized that there was something in this healing even at an early age Uh, never got into it directly until in 2008 I ended up getting very stressed because obviously the stock market which I was working on at the time uh, ended up falling through the floor and the stress led to ailments ailments led to doctors specialists two mm-hmm. operations that went wrong four years of chronic pain and then in 2013 I ended up having a um, a nor the norovirus which is like a stomach bomb and um, mm-hmm. after 10 days of serious dehydration I was rushed to hospital with uh, chest pain And in the ambulance, the ECG said hard, blood pressure doubled. I was brought into the hospital, rushed down to x-ray and on the way down to x-ray, I actually died. And I was encapsulating this amazing feeling of love, energy and connection. Nothing like I've ever felt before. It was just this amazing connection to everything. And there was no man with a beard, but there was this living conscious energy there that basically was telling me that I needed to change my life in some way or form. Obviously I came back, otherwise I wouldn't be speaking to you now. And I didn't know what to do, so I'd had this spiritual experience, so I decided i better go and do something, so I went and did a church course, and -hmm. when I arrived up and did the church course for the first week, they were obviously talking about the Bible and Jesus, and I obviously believe in that, but at the same time, I remembered that when I was in that energy, I know that energy um, would never alienate or discriminate against anybody in this world, Mm -hmm. so I said it to them, I said, look, you know, I feel that like religions are like rivers to the sea, they're all beautiful in their own right, Uh, but they're just paths to the sea being god universal energy your own subconscious mind Allah whatever you believe in it doesn't matter it's just about really about love connection and emotional intelligence in my viewpoint as well so at that point I walked out and I said to the universe or god or time I said show me a sign because I don't know what to do and I went away I was helping a friend of mine two days later who had cancer and um I told him about this course because I was always talking about mind and body, but I hadn't talked about soul. And that night I went running with my dog. My dog tripped me up full pace, cut my hand and my knee to shreds. And on my hand here, I had an infinity sign there, an infinity sign there. And between the two there in cuts, I had the letters of the cross, I, N, R, I. And it was big I, big N, small R, small I. So to me, it was like saying, Jesus of Nazareth here, not really King of the Jews, but go back and do that course. So... I got very spiritual then, uh, or very religious then, did the course, yep. read half the Bible, but by yep. the end of it, I still felt there was something about that rivers to the sea. And I believe that all religions are beautiful, but they're just different perspectives of the same thing. So I started learning the other perspectives as well, Buddhism, Jadism, Islam, Hinduism, so that I could understand from all aspects of life, rather than just taking one. Because too many of us have our own opinions and just stick to our own knowings and don't sometimes find, find out about other people's. Mm-hmm. And this world is a diverse, beautiful world with so many different cultures. We should find out and it should be interesting for us so that we get a diverse and balanced opinion rather than just one extreme. So I did that. And I still very much believe in the Bible, very much believe in um, Christianity. But I also believe in Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism, all of them, because they all have great aspects of love to them, connection to them. Awareness to them, conscious communication to them, which is all part of emotional intelligence, which is all part of spirituality if we take it in a grounded fashion.
0: Mm. So, what's the difference between spirituality and religion? Well, in I think your opinion.
1: Well, well spir- spirituality and religion are pretty much the same thing, except that I think. Um, spirituality would, in my viewpoint, would be more broad based idea of including everything in life um, rather than just one perception of either the Bible or the Quran or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So all of those scriptures are beautifully written and they're beautifully written um, as a great path to that sea, to that God, that Allah, that universal consciousness, whatever you believe in. I just believe in sometimes maybe skipping the path and going straight to the sea. And so I believe that we can pray from anywhere. I believe that the God that we call God Mm -hmm. is actually the energy that binds and connects everything in this universe. Mm -hmm. We are actually part of that. And it's almost like having a glass of water, obviously there's orange juice, but the sea being God or universal energy or Allah, whatever is you put the glass in there and it's still the sea water. And the sea water goes off as a human soul to experience life in physicality. Mm -hmm. So I believe that we're spiritual beings having a physical existence to enjoy the entirety of this thing, this game that we call life. And I believe the meaning really of life is to enjoy life, to appreciate with gratitude for the five senses of being able to see the sun, the sea, the scars, to be able to hear the whistle of the wind or someone telling you that they love you, to be able to touch and kiss and hug, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or to be able to taste things like chocolate or smell the dew in the air, or a rose in the morning. And when you have gratitude for these small things in life, it opens yourself up to so much more. Now, I do believe the other meaning of life is that we come down here to learn, to grow, to evolve, to become better versions of ourselves in terms of souls and to play out karma. So when you look at your life, look at what you're gifted at doing. Look at what you love doing. Mm -hmm. And look at what you can add value to people in some way or form and follow a path. That encapsulates all of those and yeah. you'll probably find you're following something you truly love doing you're gifted mm-hmm. doing and you're helping others at the same time
0: yeah ah actually that's a great segue it's like finding finding something that we love doing so in in professional terms, is like the choices that we are going to make in what we want to make a living out of for a lifetime uh what what has been your experience your trajectory has your career choices have they been influenced by how you your spiritual spiritual path has also evolved can you tell us about your journey more from the professional point of view
1: sure yeah so first thing is just to add to value to people is yeah. um two ways that i think you can really well, I said one already in terms of finding out what you love doing, what you're good at doing, what you can add value to people, find a match and then go out there and do it. But I speak on stage all around the world yeah. and I've spoken on stage in front of 5000 people. So if I was to give you a stage in front of 5000 people and beam that out to the eight billion people around the planet and you were 90 years of age, what would yeah. you speak about? What legacy would you want to leave? Mm-hmm. What would you be most passionate about? What would light you up the most? And when you know what that is, then reverse engineer yourself back to where you are today and ask yourself in order to be worthy enough to stand on that stage, deliver that speech, deliver that legacy. What do I need to do in terms of who I work with? What job do I need to do? What do I need to learn? Who do I need to collaborate with to get the right steps to put yourself there and be worthy to deliver that? Mm. That's one way. Now, the other way, which has actually helped me uh, to put me where I am now because of the near-death experience, because of the operations that went wrong, because of the chronic pain, because of marriage breakdowns and stuff like that, um, I basically have turned my mess into a message to give it meaning oh. to help other people in some way or form. Yeah. So I help, as well as doing the business stuff, obviously I've been in the Times, the Independent for Success in terms of business, which I'll talk about in a second, I actually have helped thousands of people and, and I've won five awards for it. For helping people in terms of mental wellness mm-hmm. and healing and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I basically learned what I've learned of how I healed myself both mentally physically emotionally and spiritually to be able to encapsulate that into a program and learnings to be able to help other people in some way or form and mm-hmm. I've had I think I told you before we got on the phone I've had uh, mothers calling me at eight o'clock at night on a Friday um saying that their daughter was about to go into hospital with because they're about to commit suicide and they couldn't get them into the hospital they couldn't get them into the uh, mental health institute yeah. and would i help because of my experience and also because of my reputation of being able to help people and within 15 minutes i had turned the girl around she was a 15 year old girl and i still have the text where she says mm-hmm. i don't know how you did it but you talked to my soul and i could feel what you were saying Made sense. And so that would be something that I would recommend for people is to have a look at what's happened in your life. Yeah. What are the people around you in your life? What does your mum do? What does your dad do? And decide what path you want to do. Don't do what your mum and dad do just because they did it. Align with your heart self. And I always say to people before I go on stage, for example, I would put my hand on my heart and I would say, I am Doug Gordon. I am my heart. Please let me connect with the hearts of the audience in order to bless rather than impress mm-hmm. and add as much value. So get into your heart self. And when you know, when you're in that heart self rather than your head self, your ego self, then ask yourself, what is the right path for me? And in terms of me, my path initially, I went into finance, but I actually, uh, what I really did, I went into sales because I love people. I love interacting with people. I love meeting new people, learning about people, helping people, interacting with people. So sales was a perfect opportunity for me to do that. And whatever whatever form or whatever industry didn't really matter. And um, it was great. That I was in the financial industry because obviously it allowed me to learn about politics, economics, markets, mm-hmm. uh, current affairs, what's going on, because basically, let's face it, all the companies in the world, um, we all either work for them or buy from them.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: in some way or form, they affect our entire lives. And mm-hmm. the global economic system is based around really about financials, about firms, about markets, about consumer products, everything. So being in that world gave me a really good insight into how companies work, how people work, how mindsets work, uh, how psychology works. And a lot of my job wasn't just selling. It was actually psychology, working with people, mindsets, understanding people, helping people to get what they need or their clients, what they need as well. So I loved what I did. And actually, I didn't realize. But during those times when I was doing, say, 15 or 20 meetings a week, one to one, I was half selling, half doing business. But I was actually doing a little bit of um, psychology-type work and mindset-type work, helping these people in some way or form. So that's why I went into that, and I did pretty well. I went from customer services to uh, sales support to sales to sales management to sales director to head of sales to board director. And during that time period, I grew an asset management business that was in the newspapers from 50 million per annum sales to 1.75 billion per annum sales in six years, and it was, you know, it was it was a record in in terms of the industry. Um, it helped me in terms of learning how to sell and how to manage people, how to manage clients and how to negotiate big deals, how to communicate yeah. effectively, present effectively and work in a collaborative team effectively as well. Mm-hmm. And that's held me in good stead in terms of my executive coaching where I worked with Dell as in Dell Technologies, yeah. with Samsung, with Meta, which was Facebook at the time, um, with um, Ococo, with Leinster Rugby Club, with Census, with many other companies as well all around the world helping them either on executive coaching, corporate training, uh, presentation skills, communication skills, leadership skills. And now I have my own Leadership and Life Mastery Summit coming up where I've got eight amazing global speakers. Some of them have paid 25, 30 grand a piece to speak every time they speak Um, on the 25th of January here in Dublin. It's also online as well. Um, I know you're coming, Julie, and it'd be great to see you there. Um, And if anybody's listened to this, please come along because you'll really enjoy it. There's some amazing people.
0: Mm. yes uh, and you get you'll get the links for 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 the event obviously in the in the email that you receive with the interview so uh everything will be sent to you to uh, to you and um so when you were like working in like the the um the hamster wheel or like you know the the stressful part of your of your career before your near-death experience um how was how were, were there signs that because you say you enjoyed what you were doing, but were there signs that you were heading towards um a health a health issue or that it was too much? Because sometimes it feels like um uh, uh we can be either like you know under a lot of stress and, and actually not enjoying what we are doing, and then it leads to burnout, but sometimes it also feels like uh people enjoy what they're doing and they enjoy it so much. They get sucked in and they also end up in burnout and issues. So can you tell us about that? how was it for you? And what would be your advice to not go to that stage?
1: Yeah. So I absolutely yeah. loved going out and meeting yeah. my clients. I yeah. loved adding value to the clients. I yeah. loved doing presenting to the clients. I love negotiating deals for the clients. And mm-hmm. I loved seeing the added value for those clients as well. Loved all that and I would do it all day every day without a doubt. Yeah. What, I, what I didn't like was internally in some of the companies that I worked for there was a lot of politics, mm-hmm. there was a lot of egos, there was a lot of fear, there was a lot of competition and where there's competition there's a sense of lack whereas if there's collaboration there's a sense of new beginnings and being able to work together to create new things. Yeah. The problem is is that still within a lot of organizations There is a leadership capacity where it comes through as command and Mm. control. And really, it should be inspire and trust because things have changed now and people can move around much more easily in terms of jobs, especially with COVID. I have my very good friends from university who will be living in London and working for a Silicon Valley company over in America. So it shows that you can now work anywhere. There's no Mm. limitations to where we can work after COVID. So based on that, we need to know as well, the millennials are looking for a sense of purpose, a sense of why, Uh, why are they doing what they're doing? What drives them to spring out of bed every single day? And I was driven to spring out of bed to add value to my clients. And I actually have a lot of my clients still are very good personal friends. Um, What I didn't like was the politics behind, the jealousy behind. And when I was doing a lot of business, there was people who are jealous within the business. Yeah. And that jealousy can end up causing competition mm-hmm. and it doesn't benefit the company. It doesn't develop the individual uh, because the vibration, the vibe attracts your tribe. And if you're vibrating and have a vibe of negativity in any way or form within an organization, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I just put my head down and just worked to make sure that I looked after my clients in the best possible way, my team in the best possible way. I've got LinkedIn recommendations and I'm still best friends with people who worked for me uh, while I was at places like Threadneedle, Davy. and you know these people will be lifelong friends because you treat people as you want to be treated you don't treat people as someone you can use for something and there's too many people in organizations who come from a narcissistic point of view where they see people as someone who's working for them not with them. And really, we need to work with each other collaboratively and treat people as we want to be treated. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who, let's face it, might have had daddy issues where they weren't getting enough attention. So they go into work and then they try and get their attention and power through their work, their leadership and their management. And yes, they might get to the top, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be happy and it doesn't necessarily going to be there liked. Mm. Having said that, I have had some amazing bosses um, who were incredible, and they treated the janitor in the same way as they treated the deputy CEO, and they were the CEO. And those type of people are an absolute pleasure to work with, and -hmm. they're always looking for win-win. They're very self-aware of their own state, but they've also got team awareness, people awareness, market Mm -hmm. awareness, organizational awareness, and understanding in terms of situational awareness as well. And then they also have a very conscious way of communicating, creating that Mm win-win. They have a lot of empathy. They have a lot of compassion so they can put themselves in other people's shoes because there's quite a lot of bosses out there that can't do that. They're totally wrapped up in their own bubble, their own self-importance, and they don't see outside of that. So it's really important to become self-aware and ask yourself, how can I create win-win in every interaction I have, including with the most important person, your own self? Because let's face it, you're the person who talks to yourself the most. Sometimes it can be the most oh. intelligent conversation you have. But why don't make it positive and kind? Because when you're positive and kind to yourself, and you have that self-love for yourself, then you'll give that self-love out to other people as well.
0: Mm. So how did you, in situation when you were um, in work environment with people uh, like that, who you know let's use the word toxic as uh, out of a better one how did you navigate that to to keep to stay centered like you know and in your values like you just described do you have tips for people who find themselves in such environments yeah look
1: where focus goes energy flows so what i would do is i focus on what i want and so i would focus on adding value to clients creating friendship with clients. Creating friendship with the people, the good people within the office, who mm-hmm. wanted to collaborate, wanted to work as a team, and wanted to have some fun along the way. Yeah. So you focus on the ones who do. And look, if the person that was toxic was was you know one of your bosses or something like that, then you just be respectful and try. The best thing you can actually do is to try and send them love every day. Even yeah. when they when someone slaps you, you send them love back. Yeah. When someone says something nasty to you, you, just send them love back. Most of the time these people are treating you in this way, unless you're lazy, um, they're treating you in this way because they are either jealous or they're upset in their own self. And it's not necessarily about you at all, it's about where they are. Most people are, like hurt people hurt people. So most people are not happy in their own selves. A lot of people go to work And they try and get higher and higher up and get more and more power because they think it'll make them happier and happier and happier. And they think, I'll be happy when I get this. I'll be happy when I get that. I'll be happy. And they're never happy. Whereas if you can be happy in the moment and gratitude for where you are now, regardless of what you have, then you'll find abundance will come to you. Maybe not just in money, but in terms of love, in contentment, in self-love and happiness. And you'll find that your life will change massively. Mm -hmm. So all I say is when someone gives you crap give them love back and you cannot eventually if you keep giving them love and you keep doing it and as long as you are a conscious worker a caring worker and work for a sense of purpose and that's the other thing is when you're when you're in a job have a look at what you do of the energetics of how it interlinks to the end customer even if you're a secretary You Mm. might be arranging meetings for the managing director who then goes and sells the product and the product goes to the end customer. That end customer, if it's investments like I used to do, they might have a better investment portfolio. They can buy a better retirement home, give more to their children, their grandchildren, whatever it is. So when you can interlink what you do energetically to an end customer Mm. that benefits their life, it gives you a sense of more purpose as well. So always have that in mind.
0: I love that. (laughs) So what I hear is first... Control what you can control, which is not the other person, but how you respond to the other person. So respond in a way that you would like to be treated instead of mirroring whatever toxicity someone might be sending your way. And I love this part, uh, the purpose part. So focus on on uh, not just what you're was just in front of your eyes, but look a little bit further into the chain of events that you are triggering, uh, even with a small scale uh, action in work. I love it. It's the first time that I hear, you know, that I hear, I hear that, or at least, you know, put, uh, describe that way. I think it's a great, it's a great one. And yeah. so I'm curious about when, you know, when you had your, your near-death experience, at what stage of your professional life were you and what changed before and after?
1: Yeah. So I was having little uh, indications that yeah. I wasn't happy in myself and I don't necessarily think it was the job. It was me. Okay. And, mm-hmm. what I, and what I mean by that is I really, as I said, I really enjoyed the people aspect of the job. Yeah. I really enjoyed the selling. I really enjoyed the presenting, the communication, the negotiations, and I was good at it, very good at it, still am. I just didn't enjoy the politics.
2: Mm. And
1: I don't like getting involved in politics. I just like getting the job done. But unfortunately, in a lot of big multinationals, there's a lot of politics. And actually, the amount of time wasted and energy wasted on those is phenomenal. And actually, organizations out there should be looking at that in, in terms of how serious it is. And this is what I help a lot of CEOs do, um, and CIOs as well, in terms of having a look at the time wasted on this politics, the thought time as well, not just at inside work, but outside work. I mean, I remember at weekends, I'd be kind of buzzing around in my head, well, why did he say that? And why did she say that? And so on. And it just wastes time. It affects relationships, it affects you and your own physical being. So... I, was, I, I knew from about 2008, well, just before, obviously, um, that I was getting digestive issues and stress, sore back, sore neck. And it was all manifested through stress mm-hmm. and through overthinking and everything like that. So I gradually, when I had the near-death experience, then I, I realized just, like, I had to change my life. Mm-hmm. And I got into the healing firstly, initially just to heal myself, and then found I had a gift and was able to heal other people as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, during this this time period, I gradually changed. Didn't move out of the, the investment world straight away. It took some time. It was unt- I kept going until the end of two thousand seventeen yeah. uh, before oh, wow. I actually left. Yeah. Um, but during that time period, I was you know doing healing on the side and life coaching on the side. And I started doing some speaking on the side as well. And then at the end of two thousand seventeen, I was offered a, a, a national radio show called In, well, I, "It was called Inspirational People, Inspirational Stories." And mm-hmm. then I started, you know, doing what I'm doing now.
0: Okay. So- okay. And and so during that time, when you were also developing your healing, and were you using it like inside of the job um, with people? Uh, like with people that were working with you, or were you keeping it very separate on two tracks? Uh, how did you navigate that transition?
1: Well, I had to be careful because a lot of people think it's a bit woo-woo and all that kind of stuff. And I'll explain to the people that are listening very easily how it works. So, imagine. So, I I, I can actually do physical healings in terms of injuries, and I've had people who were not supposed to be able to run before now run again we're able to do marathons i've had people who had serious burns and the burn got better within two days and all this kind of stuff anyway and what i say is that your body is made up of cells and those cells are not interconnected through glue they're interconnected through energy and that energy binds all your cells together and everything energetically has a vibration it moves slightly so when you get two cells together they're moving at a vibration a frequency all the time and everything does so when there is a bang in that area, what happens is the frequency goes out of sync. So
2: mm-hmm. it's suddenly
1: going out of sync. It's it's out of its normal vibration. Yeah. And that then sends a signal to your brain that there's pain there because it's out of the normal vibration we sync. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. So what I can do and what other healers can do is we can hone in, there's energy all around us. Let's face it, I'm speaking into the computer, it's going up to the satellite, it's going into your computer. So there's energy from my voice vibration yeah. going all the way around to get to you and likewise you to me. So there's energy all around us. So what I'm doing is I'm just honing into the energy around us, bringing it into myself, aligning it through the frequency of my heart through a sense of love and healing, and mm-hmm. then channeling that, channeling it through intention to the area that needs healing. Right. And then what happens is then through that intention, because it's amazing how powerful this is, and this is, is that that then re the vibration back into the correct frequency, mm-hmm. into the, the, the correct vibration. And then that way, then you can heal. So that's that, that. But going back to your question, when I explain that in a kind of scientific way like that to people, they're less kind of concerned about the woo-woo, that they're thinking I'm praying to some magic man who's going to come down and, you know, and, and heal you. Um, so that's the way I tend to express it in terms of energy. And But yes, to begin with, I very much kept it separately. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, when I started to do my healing, I had a website called, body, health, and soul. I had my Doug D. Gordon, which was for my uh, speaking and my book, which is yeah. obviously behind me, Charge Yourself Up for Success. And um, then I would have the DNS Performance Optimization Limited, which is my company, as mm-hmm. another one. Okay. Now, because I ordered the, the, the corporate one, the speaking okay. one, and the, and the author one, and then the healing one, all separate. Now I'm bringing them all together into Doug D. Gordon because quite ser- you know, simply, people are much more open to the idea of having a healer. They'll have an executive coach, they'll have a psychologist, they'll have a healer, they'll have a a PT. You know, it's amazing how a lot of these rich people have four or five different, say, coaches helping them in some way or form. And quite often it's a it's a Reiki master teacher to get their Mm -hmm. energy aligned. So was I using it in the office? Yes. I would quite often clear off people's negative energy all the time Mm -hmm. without them knowing and also with them knowing because they come up and ask me. And I do have a skill set of what happens is quite often because some of us shine beautiful shiny light, like you, yeah. um, you can walk into a shopping centre and negative energy, lower frequency energy, sees you almost like this glorious light and mm-hmm. wants to latch on. And sometimes, you know, that just needs to be spring cleaned off. So, for example, I have a European attorney who comes to me every single month for what she calls her spring clean, and oh, yeah. I'll give her a you know a healing and uh, just clear out her energy and uh, align her frequency up to the highest frequency so that she feels great afterwards and she loves it and she had covid as well long covid Mm -hmm. and um i cured it so she did a video online on youtube you can see it if you go into my channel um and she talks about it so yeah look it's it works it Mm -hmm. is a bit woo woo but at the end of the day let's face it if you optimize your energy you can optimize your performance in your work and your job and your life so that's what i help people do as well
0: yeah i like that and you said it's a bit woo woo it is and it's not because when as soon as we start looking into the physics of things and understanding energy and stuff not so woo woo. it's uh yeah it's how the 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 how what we are made of how the universe works everything works and and it's just it's leveraging that understanding that we are we are not separate we are we are glued together by this uh this ether this uh this substance this energy so um so yeah you're you're just you, you've dwelled into it to a level that you're uh you're leveraging it both separately like to do healing when people require healing but my sense is like you're also leveraging it in your everyday life because that's uh wherever you go that's uh, and there is a need. I mean, your own energy is bringing some uh, uh, some change around wherever wherever you are, just by simply being, right?
1: Yeah, I think we we all hold a certain energy, and also yeah. the vibration of our voice. When I speak on stage, when I first started speaking on stage, people yeah. used to uh, leave me LinkedIn recommendations saying, "Oh, the energy, the energy, the energy yeah. is amazing," you know. And I'd be like, "What about the content? I've done so much I work on content, uh, and it's really good content." But they'd feel that energy coming towards them because I'd be genuinely on there trying to express a sense of love. And I always say love is an acronym for lots of vibrant energy. So I'd be trying to express that love out to them all the time and they could feel it. And you mentioned something very important, Judy, is that we are all interconnected and someone might think that's a bit woo-woo. But if you think about it, I'm sure the person who's listening now will Mm -hmm. know a time where they thought about somebody and either bumped into them or had a telephone call or something like a Facebook message Mm -hmm. within no time whatsoever. Uh, And and this happens all the time. So we are all psychically integrated and intertwined. And that's why it's so important is remember that Mm -hmm. if you're thinking negatively about someone, you might not be saying it, but I'm sure they'll be able to feel it. Mm
2: -hmm. So really
1: try and change your perception of people and have compassion for where they are and hold space. And I always say that separateness can bring togetherness. Because what happens is, especially in a lot of love relationships where they're quite passionate, is that two people who are really actually loving, caring people get enmeshed in each other's energies. And what happens is sometimes this person goes into work, has a bad day, comes home and is vibrating and ranting in a negative way. And then this other person gets wrapped up in that. And the problem is then gets wrapped up in that energy and then boom, there's an argument. So what's so important in relationships is to make sure that you keep that separateness and hold that space. But when that person is blowing up and throwing their toys out of the pram, or whatever, is yeah. that you just remember that they're probably doing this because they know that they can trust you. They know that you can hold space for them and do hold space for them. And eventually when they come back into balance, then you can go back into that state of enmeshment and state of love. But when they go out of balance, hold the space, don't get wrapped up in the energy, show, show compassion and empathy and watch them eventually come back in because your vibration will hold that energy of peace and harmony for them. So that's, that's something that I think is really important. And, and also, I just think that I believe that if we're spiritual beings having a physical existence, why would we just come down as you or I? Why would you not come down as the king, the queen, the prince, the pauper, the invalid, the Olympian to experience yeah. life in different ways, different angles, different perspectives so that we can enjoy the entirety of this life. Mm-hmm. So treat people as you want to be treated, because you might come back down at the other end of that relationship energy strand the yeah. next time round. And yeah. actually, I often say to people who are bullies or are violent or yeah. anything like that. You might come back down at the other end of that the next time. So treat them as you want because karma can be something that you don't want to
0: have. Mm. And actually, speaking of karma, uh, through your near death experience, did you gather some insights or understanding about, about how this works, this karmic um,
1: yeah, yeah, 100%.
0: relationship? Yeah, 100%. Yeah
1: you can I believe that you can actually solve your karma in this lifetime or okay. it'll be the next lifetime
0: okay. so Can we define karma then first maybe
1: Karma is what you give out you get back okay. in my point. Mm-hmm. so it, you know the 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 universe works in negative and positive north and south east and mm-hmm. west female and male mm-hmm. uh, good times and bad times darkness and light and sometimes people go through really dark times but then come out into the light. So I always say to people, if you're going through a tough time, a dark time, you know, maybe credit yourself knowing that you're going to get some light at the other end of the tunnel as well. Mm -hmm. But also you can reframe the dark times into learnings and understandings so that you can become brighter and lighter at the other end of the tunnel, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So, but I I think, you know, in, in terms of karma, I think it's important to realize that because of that universe working in positive and negative, If you give something out, I believe that you'll get it back. And you might not get it back from the same person. Uh um, You might get it back in a certain other way as well. Uh Um, So the universe is always watching. So make sure that you are really, really, um, you know, thinking consciously, acting consciously and speaking consciously and coming from a place of love. Because the more love you give out, the more you're going to get back as well. And I find that the greatest gift you can give to yourself is giving to others. Um, because the contentment and joy of seeing someone's life change, which I've had so many times helping people with suicide, depression, anxiety, stress, and stuff like that, is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've won deals for five hundred and fifty million in one go, in which which, which oh. you, know, you get, you get a, a percent per annum on that, just to give you an idea of the kind of fees. And um, you know, it's nothing compared to the joy of changing and saving somebody's life.
2: Yeah.
1: And. We can all change a life. And if you change one life, the ripple effect of that will change another, 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 another. You don't have to go around and stand on a stage like me and try and change 5000 people at a time because you can just change one person close to you. And then they act in a nice way, the way that you treated them. And then they do that to the next person. The next person does it to it the next person and so on. So yeah. just remember, you only need to change one life to change the world.
0: Wow. I love that so sim- yeah in the most simplest form that yeah, we're all impactful it mm-hmm. starts with one person yeah
2: because
0: and- it's so easy to compare ourselves you know it's like oh I'm so small compared to oh Doug is speak you know like it's uh, so successful and I can't you know I'm doing nothing until I'm able to speak to that many people and 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 that's not true.
1: No, I mean, like, this is why, even being a parent, which I am, mm-hmm. um, it's a responsibility to be able to try and make that child. Um, and that's probably the hardest one, especially mm-hmm. with teenagers, um, is to try and make that child the best loved person that you can possibly give.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's not easy. And, you know, I would say the, sometimes your closest and your nearest and dearest are the most testing people. But they were brought into your lives for a reason. They are brought into your life to test you. And I truly believe that sometimes we come down to this planet to learn to grow, to evolve, to become better versions of ourselves. And it can be almost like a PlayStation game. So when you're going through a really tough time, if you're going to that higher level in the PlayStation game, maybe instead of being the victim, maybe pat yourself on the back. Because maybe you played this game of life so often that you're testing yourself to the ultimate to see if you can still get through all this crap. And come out the other side, still as a nice, emotionally intelligent proportion of yourself.
0: Okay, so uh, you mean like when we are ex- when we are having challenges or, or tough experiences, that we to see it as we actually brought that on into our experience because we are ad- advanced enough to to be able to deal with it, so that we have, we've actually grown spiritually so Mm uh to a point that in this physical experience we are able to handle um to handle what's what seems to be uh imposed on us when so we actually we are creating it for ourselves we're choosing the experience right
1: I, i truly believe that i truly believe that we can we choose our life to mm-hmm. learn something in this lifetime or to test ourselves? Because let's face it, if you're a spiritual being having a physical existence and you've come down here again and again and again, maybe thousands and millions okay. of times, yeah. why would you just make it the same? Why would you not go, okay, I've been the king, the queen, okay. and I've been the millionaire and the film star or whatever. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, This time around, I want to experience maybe, how can I get through some certain difficult aspects of life yeah. and come through and make it win-win for me mm-hmm. and for the other person as well? And I always say to people as well that, you know, because a lot of people think then they say, oh, well, because they might be considering suicide. I said, and they say, well, maybe I'll I'll end this life and go to the next one. I said, well, I believe it'll be like Groundhog Day. You'll have to do the whole thing again, Uh exactly the same next time. And it might be even harder. So why not get it out of the way this time so that you've done that level of the PlayStation game? So you've experienced gone through that. Because I believe, you know, potentially you get through at the end of your life and you go, oh, I didn't get that right. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back down and do that again, aren't I? Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm off. I'll see you guys later. I'm back down into another body. You know, so I don't know if that's true, but this is my my truth. Mm-hmm. And um, And why not? You know, why wouldn't you? If this is a game of life,
2: yeah. why
1: wouldn't you? So, and the game for me, the way to win in this game of life is to be a kind, loving, wonderful person. Yeah. Because we all know that when you're a shitty person, you don't feel good. When you're a good person, a kind person, a loving person, you feel amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: And, you know, does God or the universe want you to feel amazing or shitty? Amazing, of course. This, yeah. is, a, this is an experience of physicality. Yeah. I don't believe on heaven and hell. I believe that on earth you can have heaven and hell. Yeah. If you're in a loving, kind, wonderful state and you have great relationships with people, you're kind to people, they're kind to you, that's heaven. If you're a so-and-so and you're miserable, jealous, guilty, whatever, that's hell. Yeah. Um so and I, I have to say I've been in both. And you know, you you want to make sure that you're in the in the best, kindest, nicest state to help yeah. other people and try and raise a bit of consciousness along the way. And you can do that by learning from the things and when things happen to you, instead of getting wrapped up in the emotion and commotion, take yourself out of the situation. It's not mm-hmm. always easy.
2: Yeah.
1: Put yourself on the 10th floor as if you're looking back down into the situation as the observer and ask yourself, OK, hold on a minute. What am I learning here? How yeah. can I grow from this situation? And what can I even maybe utilize in this situation to help other people in some mm-hmm. way or form?
2: Yeah.
0: And uh so, because uh, we're, we're getting, I know I'm conscious of the time that we're getting towards the end of our conversation, but I see, uh, and I would have so many other questions about, you know, free will and karma and all of this, but, but I also see like your, um, the title of your book behind you. So I want to make sure that you maybe you're telling us a little bit about it before, <laughs> before the end Yeah. Of-
1: so um, my book, Charge yeah. Yourself Up for Success is, yeah. and it's energizing your life, work and yeah. relationships. Yeah. Which, to be honest with you, the real title is energizing your life, work, and relationships. Because okay. um, everything in life is energy. Thoughts are energy. Speech mm-hmm. is energy. Thoughts yeah. lead to speech. Speech leads to actions. Actions lead to habits. And habits mm-hmm. leads to destiny. So get yourself into the highest positive energetic state. You're going to turn up in the best possible way for your relationships, for your work, and for your life. So that's what I'm. it's all about. So it, the book goes into how to find purpose, which we talked about. I go into a bit more detail of that. How to get rid of those triggers, traumas, parental programs, character traits that don't serve you. I have a whole system in there that helps you to do that. Uh, how to energize yourself into the best possible state in the morning with the morning routine that I put in there. Uh, how to be able to develop stronger, more positive and more loving relationships, both in work with clients and with loved ones. How to get yourself into a more emotionally intelligent state in terms of how to get more self-aware, how Mm -hmm. to consciously communicate better, because your word is your wand, and the sentences you say can be the sentences you condemn yourself and others to, so speak for what you want rather than what you don't want. Uh, How to get inspired every single day, so you spring out of bed with that energy, Uh, and and how to be able to create what I call a gleaming persona, and my gleam acronym is gratitude and giving, letting go and learning, emotional intelligence and energy, authenticity and affirmations and Mm -hmm. meditation and meaning as in purpose so uh, gleam your inner light out to other people and there's a lot more in there about business and giving examples of uh, success stories and healing stories and Mm -hmm. life coaching stories and saving people's lives stories my near-death experiences in there and lots more
0: Okay. That sounds great. And, uh, uh, you know, as well, we'll make sure to uh, have all the links in uh, f- for our audience to, uh, uh, to be able to, to check it out. A little selfish question. Is it also available on, on, uh, in Audible form?
1: Well, I am doing an Audible, but on purpose, my publisher asked me uh, not to do one for a year to oh, sell okay. some, some hard copies first and okay. then to launch the the Audible version. So okay. it was launched on the 22nd of February last year, and um, I will be looking to do a, a an Audible this year. So yeah, hey.
2: um, and just,
1: just so you know, the, the book is actually testimony by Stephen okay. Covey, um, Lisa Nichols, John mm-hmm. D. Martini, who are all New York Times bestsellers. Also mm-hmm. Valence, who was in Star Wars, Eamon Quinn, who's used to be the owner of uh, Super Quinn, which became okay. Super Value over here. Right. And, and much more so so yes yeah, so we've got some great testimonies in there they've read the book they love the book they testimony the book um and it's it's in shops all around the world and on amazon as well on
0: amazon. yeah yeah easy to find yeah no problem yes yeah. and i'll i uh, i have the link a clickable link for everyone as well and and so i just want also to make sure we're making people aware again of this the event that's coming up next week which is like in person in dublin but there's also online tickets right
1: yeah so the leadership and life mastery summit is on on the 25th of january at the royal marine hotel in dunleary in dublin yeah. uh, it starts about eight o'clock uh, it goes on till six there's great opportunities for networking we've yeah. got um jack daly who is the number one sales and, and leadership speaker in america he spoke at the Pendulum Summit. He is the Vistage, the entrepreneur organization, the UK, and the Australian Overseas Speaker of the Year. Um, he is a 10 times best international best selling author. He's a Forbes uh, business guru. Um, we've also got Karen Kaplan, who uh, sold her business for 800 million, uh, amazing woman. Uh, we've got Dave McGowan, who owns eight magazines, including Together Magazine, which sold 1.3 million copies last year, uh, printed copies. Uh, we've got uh, Pat Faldi who did the North Pole, the South Pole, Everest twice. In fact, the Seven Summits of the World twice. We've got myself, we've got um, amazing other speakers as well, all speaking, uh, mm-hmm. adding value to you and anybody who comes along. So we'd love to have you there. It'd be a great fun event. It's not going to be just sit there, boring lectures. We're going to be getting up, having a bit of fun, maybe a bit of dancing, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be much... Think Tony Robbins, think um, interaction, think fun, think workshop style. Actionable steps, lots of communication, lots of collaboration, lots of networking, and hopefully we're walking away with a big smile at the end of the day.
0: Awesome, awesome. And if so, if some uh, people are motivated, we can go sea swimming before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right next to right next to the sea. Beautiful. Right next seaweed.
0: to the sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Doug. So before before I let you go, uh, my very last question, which is not really a question, but is there Anything that I haven't asked you that you would love to, to address or any last words that you want our audience to hear?
1: Yeah, look, I my, my my mission in life is to help people connect to their heart self to find their true mission in life and true passion and purpose mm-hmm. in life. I'm very good at doing it. Have a look at my LinkedIn. I've got something like 90 different LinkedIn recommendations. Have a look at my Doug Gordon Google. I've got 20 five-star recommendations on there and the success that I've had both in business coaching, uh, communications, coaching, leadership, coaching, healing, mental wellness, work, life, coaching, finding people's passion. And I don't know anybody else that has as many testimonies of success as I have. And I say that not out of ego. I say that because I want to help you the listener and, you know, get in touch and it'd be a pleasure to help you.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much Doug. I really appreciate uh, you sparing some time to uh, uh, to share your experiences with us and I say see you soon to uh, hopefully a lot of you know a lot of us uh, for the event next week which'll I'll be at obviously and uh, and thank you so much and uh, I shall talk to you for uh, the, probably another conversation down the line and in the meantime have a great rest of your day and. To all of uh, the people who are listening to us, I'll see you next week for another Career and Spirituality Conversation. Bye, everyone. Love you.
2: Bye.